they also have to win out. Like, if they, yeah, if they lose. Sure, sure. You know, in between now and then. But I, I mean, I expect Ohio State to win out and they would secure the third spot. But if, if Michigan wins, if they beat Ohio State, then that's also Michigan's spot to lose. Um, I, I definitely see one of those two teams, unless, of course, they win and then they lose in the Big Ten championship to a to a you know one of the other Big Ten teams, then I would not expect to see any Big Ten team in the playoffs. Yeah, I think we covered it all, guys. Uh, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. We're going to be talking about it all throughout the next couple of weeks. For everyone at home, thanks for listening. It's growing and growing, so we really yeah. appreciate the support. They they talk about the the, the coaching carousel, but you got a CFP carousel going on right yeah, now. Yeah, it's uh, really one of the more interesting times in college football in a while, to be honest. I mean, it's really wide open these four spots. So uh, we'll see what happens, guys. Thanks for coming on. Like always, we'll get back at it next week, and uh, yeah, we'll see, see you next week. Out. Yes, sir. All right, see Go ya, eat, man. See ya. Peace. Go eat. kids are back yeah happy to be here yeah man got basketball season rolling up again so we got a lot of sports this time of year but uh let's get to uh the big game of the week obviously that was tennessee winning a wild wild game against alabama that literally came down to the last play uh obviously the kicker missed uh to take basically give him the lead and then tennessee took the lead and won the game obviously the goalposts were stolen from the field and taken around uh nashville just a crazy weekend of college sports. Obviously, uh, we had some other upsets, but we'll start with that one first, Alec. What was your thoughts on that? I mean, arguably game of the year we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wild stretch of events. You know, Tennessee was able to get ahead early, which I think they absolutely needed to do. Um, and everyone and their mothers knew that Alabama was going to come back and they're down 28-10. Uh, I didn't have a doubt in the world that they would come back. I actually thought they'd still win the game. But, um, you know, everyone watched the game. Obviously, the home field advantage was insane uh, for them. And I think it played into the game, especially with Alabama missing a kick there at the end um, that essentially decided the game. But – the offense for Tennessee was firing at all cylinders, and so was Alabama. I mean, it was just a shootout of a game. And it, it was one of those, uh, whoever's got the ball last is going to win. And, um, man, props to Tennessee. I think I'm done sh- trashing Tennessee. You know, <laughs> they, they pretty much made it yeah. uh, to the summit at this point. They beat Alabama and – you know, right now their eyes are on a natty. I don't see any, you know, any way, any other way around it. So um, they're a legit team. Bama's still solid too. So we'll see how it shapes out. Um, but yeah, just a great, great game. I mean, you could even arguably say at this point, Head and Hooker is probably the favorite to win the Heisman, right? I mean, he threw five touchdowns, almost 40 yeah. yards in one game. I think against... so. Yeah, I think, I, I think probably so. the front runner. Yeah. I don't know what the odds are looking like, but he would be my front runner. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, Trent, what do you think, man? Yeah, I mean, like Alec, I've always, I've always been one to shit on Tennessee. Honestly, like most of the country for the last couple of decades, but um, this was really, really impressive. Um, I, I, I know, I know Tennessee's offense was number one in the country. I know that they hadn't been beating down teams, but my concern was that they hadn't really played that a really good team yet. Uh, and for them to just absolutely obliterate Alabama offensively was just 
it blew blew my mind. Um, They were just from all cylinders. I mean, the passing game was crazy. Jalen Hyatt had a ridiculous game with six catches, five of them being touchdowns. Um, He looked great. Um, It just was a shootout. And, you know, nowadays when Bama gets into a shootout, it's no sure thing. I mean, it's still Bama, but usually their their calling card is they're going to get the stops they need, and they were not able to do that this game. Tennessee was able to do really whatever they want offensively. That said, Alabama's offense basically was able to do whatever they want as well. After the first quarter, they, they, they and then after it was 28-10, they scored 13 unanswered. They kind of took control of the game back. Uh, Bryce Young was still incredible. I mean, he's still got to be maybe not a Heisman frontrunner, but he's, he's got to be one of the favorites at this point. Jameer Gibbs was, was still one of the best running backs in the country. Uh, still plenty of weapons on Bama. Like their offense was still firing from all cylinders. The only difference was is that one missed field goal which a 50 plus yard, I think it was a 50 plus yarder, which is, is no sure thing in college. Um, and Tennessee got the ball back with enough time. And honestly, their offense is, is, is just that good. So uh, at this point, I'd, I'd probably have them as the favorite to win the national championship after watching that game. Uh, they're, at this point in the season, at least they're my favorite. Um, just an offense that we really, I, honestly, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a, an, an offense do that to Bama in my lifetime. I mean, since, since Saban got to Alabama like that that was that was insane and you know I'm, I'm I really want to see if they can keep this consistent going forward because that was that was an incredible one yeah uh from the Alabama side of things I just gotta say uh they're very lucky and the committee's smart here they put them six uh you think Alabama's going away anytime soon as far as potentially seeking into the playoff no, nope. uh, they they have they have every chance to do that, man. They're six. They yep. still play Georgia this year. They beat Georgia, I believe. They go to the SEC championship because you're going to assume they're going to run the table. Um, yeah, assuming they beat all of their division opponents, which I, I would think they they do, they'll be back in the SEC championship. I and they'll think play, Bama's they'll pretty play. much done. Uh, they play Ole Miss. I don't think they play Georgia. Tennessee plays Georgia. They got to play Ole Miss, and they beat Ole Miss. They're in. Yeah, so um, that's going to be their slip-up game. I think they're they're that they're in also if they beat Ole Miss to the SEC yeah. championship. Because I don't know how they're works. they're in for what? What do you say? To the playoff, I think. Well, no, they got to beat. They got to win the SEC championship. Yeah, they do. Tennessee. If they lose the SEC it. championship, they're not getting in with two losses. Well, they would be in. Yeah, I think because they're the only team out of the West. So they, if they beat Ole they'll, Miss, they'll win the West, sure. But if they lose to Georgia or Tennessee in the SEC championship, they're not going to make the playoff. Yeah. If they win the SEC championship, they will make the playoff, and that'll that's literally going to be their make or break game. Yeah, you're right, Alec. Um, they don't play Georgia this year. I was uh, misinformed. They do play Ole o- Miss, which is they're ranked seven, and I think Ole Miss is probably gonna be ranked a little higher after that. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's basically their game to get in. Because, but then again, if Georgia runs the table, right, they'll be undefeated. No, no, no. The- they they still have to win the conference championship. They if they beat Ole Miss, they make it. They make it to the SEC championship. I got you. Yeah, yeah. But they still have to beat Georgia or Tennessee in the conference championship to make it to the playoff. Because if they lose that game, they're out. Well, let me ask you. Losses. Let me ask you a question. Let's say uh, Georgia goes undefeated. That means they're in the SEC championship with Tennessee, and it doesn't really matter what Alabama no. is, right? No, 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 no. They, they no, come out of the same, same division. division. Oh, that's right. So that's it's, right. It's that's either right. going to be Georgia or Tennessee versus likely Alabama. In I got SEC you. I got you. Yeah. So it's going to be the winner of that game, Georgia Tennessee. So the, here's the where it gets interesting: is if Georgia plays Tennessee, and whoever they're both undefeated, whoever loses that game 
and wins out but does not play in the SEC championship, do they still make the college football playoff? I think only if it's Tennessee because they already beat Bama. Yeah, exactly. That's Georgia and they lose to Tennessee. I don't know if Georgia gets in. Yeah, if anything, it's bad. I mean, Georgia still still has to play Mississippi State and Kentucky, which are two ranked teams. You think that if Georgia loses to Tennessee but beats Mississippi State, Kentucky, they don't make it? It's going to be interesting, man. I don't know. That's. I mean, yeah, they would have an argument. Uh, it was just. There's an argument, and the college football playoff three. loves to put the second SEC team in there. Well, well, yeah, there could I, be three. I, I mean, I will say no, this: it's not going to be three. I will say this: if Tennessee loses a close game in the championship game, I think they're in. Regardless. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so that would effectively kick out Georgia. Yeah, if Alabama wins, wins out. If Tennessee, if, if Alabama beats Tennessee in the close one, 110 percent. Alabama and Tennessee will both be in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. No question about yeah, it. Yeah. No question. Yeah, man, it's going to be interesting. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, we'll have to wait a couple, obviously, another month or two to see what happens and plays out. But uh, there could also be some upsets. But yeah, Tennessee's in the driver's seat right now, man. Uh, they got this is a, a great win for that. Probably I'm honestly biggest... a little surprised. I'm a little surprised they're not ranked one. I mean, they look better than any team in the country right now, for they sure. Did. I mean, their offense is virtually unstoppable. So, yep. Uh, yeah, man, just a crazy week. That game's that game really determined a lot for for a lot of things. But uh, yeah, we're gonna have to see in a couple of weeks what happens. Um, let's get to another game where I saw an upset coming. I didn't think Utah was gonna lose three in a row. Uh, Lane Kiffin, oh, or not Lane Kiffin, sorry, Lincoln Riley always has a slip up game somewhere. It's not really a slip up game. It's to a ranked Utah. But uh, yeah, Utah won uh, forty three to forty two. A uh, very close game. Uh, USC's pushed back to 12. Now they're six and one. The Utah Utes are five and two. Um, Cameron Rising, look, he's a pretty good quarterback virtually every game. 415 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Caleb Williams had five touchdowns and 380 yards and no picks, and uh, they lost. So, really, this came down to the defense, not really the offense. But, uh, uh Trent, what do you think about this game? Yeah, I mean, it's another shootout, you know, Lincoln. Lincoln usually likes shootouts because, you know, his offense is going to put up numbers, but, you know, it's a pretty bad performance from his defense. I mean, this is the most points Utah scored all season with the exception of, you know, their, their cupcake game. Um, you just can't have that. And, and I know USC's offense is good. They, they obviously, you know, they, they put up 42 points. Uh, Caleb Williams had five touchdowns. You know, their offense is still pretty dynamic, but, you know, this is this is your typical Lincoln Riley led defense, um, just giving up too many points to a team that that really shouldn't be scoring that much. And don't get me wrong, Utah's a good team. I, I like Utah, but um, you just can't have that. I know it's at Utah, but this is a game you got to win. Uh, your offense is putting up forty two. Like you, you got to win this game. So uh, certainly a disappointing loss for USC. One that I would not have expected, but at the same time, not surprised. By a, by a Lincoln Riley defense, but um, this will this probably effectively knocks them out of CFP talk. Probably, yeah. Like I, I said all year long, I think they're a year too early, but I mean, the offense looks legit. Remember, uh, Williams is there for another year, and it went through the draft. So I think they're going to be legitimate contenders next year, but uh, they look pretty good. Is, on he a, one. is he a true sophomore? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, he is. He is. Oh, wow. No, really? Yeah, he started. I think he was. I think he was a true freshman. He came. Yeah, year, he right? came in for Spencer Rattler halfway through because yeah, he's a true like sophomore. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they'll probably be the favorites to uh, potentially win it all next year. We'll see. But uh, Alec, what do you think? So I, the, the biggest surprise for me was Utah's offense able being able to 
keep up with USC. I mean, basically what USC has been able to do all season because their defense hasn't been that stellar is, um, you know, just outscore their opponents or do their best to win the game on the offensive front. And it was really a back and forward the entire game. Um, uh, basically in the second half, it was just like every other drive they were scoring back and forth. And um, USC had an early lead. They had, had a two-touchdown lead, and they kind of blew it. But um, Utah won this game, I think, because of their head coach um, making a ballsy call to go for two at the very end of the game uh, after scoring a late touchdown with under a minute left. Um, they decided to go for two, and they got it, and that's what gave them the one-point edge. And USC basically didn't have enough time to get down the field. So um, it was just one of those Pac-12 shootouts, uh, really exciting game if you get to watch it. But uh, I, I, th I thought the USC would win this game. Again, um, you know, the, like you guys were saying, I don't think they're there yet. But um, great win for Utah. And I think they had that in mind as well, Robert, that they didn't really want to lose three games in a row. And I think that kind of inspired the coach to just go forward and cut the cord there. Yeah, uh, that two-point conversion was huge for them. Um, yeah, man, uh, pretty crazy game overall. Obviously, like we talked about earlier, UC offensively, that's never going to be a question. Defensively is always a problem of uh, Lincoln Riley. But uh, next year, they're going to be legit, man. Um, a junior there, Caleb Williams, uh, that's going to be tough to beat. So they're a year too early, but, uh, you know, it's a close game. Utah's a good team, so uh, they'll still get a pretty good bowl game where they went out. Um, let's get to uh, – this is for both of you guys, uh, but, Charlie, let's start with you first. How legitimate is TCU, man? They just won again on the road at Oklahoma mm -hmm. State. That's a very tough environment to play. They won 43-40, to 40, uh, beat the mullet, and, uh, yeah, man, here we go again. TCU undefeated. Uh, six and oh and uh let's see max dungan at 286 yards two touchdowns no picks uh you know the receiving was pretty good they have arguably the best receiver in college football on this team mm -hmm. uh and quinn johnson of course he had what 180 yards eight receptions and a touchdown again unstoppable so what's your take overall on this game and how legit is tcu in your opinion yeah i think they're very legit right now i think a lot of respect needs to be put on their name as a as a potential uh cfp berth um, they just look great the last two weeks. Um, I'm, I'm, I really like the Max Duggan and Quinn Johnson uh, combo. Like, I, like I've been saying ever since the Kansas game, Johnson might be the best receiver in college football. Uh, he certainly plays the part. Um, Duggan kind of didn't have his normal game. Uh, he, I think he was a little shaky to start, but made the made the plays, made enough plays uh, to win here. Obviously, the rushing game was was pretty potent as well with Kendra Miller. Oklahoma State's good too, though, man. I mean, Spencer Sanders looked pretty good for most of the game. Yeah. Um, you know the the mullet the mullet has these guys rolling. I mean, they're they're I, I like Oklahoma State still. I think they're a damn good team. But uh, it got into another shootout. TCU just showed that they had a little more talent on offense. Um, obviously, Oklahoma State probably thought this game they had they had this game in hand in the fourth quarter. And TCU got the stops when they needed stops, and they scored twice. And game ended up going to double overtime. And, yeah. again, TCU got another stop in double overtime. Um, and that was the difference. It was a game of stops. So, and TCU just got more at the end of the game. Um, but I, I think I think TCU is is a, is a really, really legit CFP contender here. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm going to looking at their schedule. 
they really don't have they have no they have Kansas State, which is next week, which is their only ranked game left. Oh, and, and Texas, sorry, which are two variable winnable, two very winnable games for them. So and I, I believe there's no Big Twelve championship. So I mean, if, if they went out, it's it's hard to, it's hard not to put them in the CFP. Yeah, um, from from according to these so-called experts and quotations, uh, there is a pathway for them to get in, according to a lot of people. Um, yeah, not having the Big Twelve championships game game is going to hurt them. But I, no, I, mean, I think that there is a Big Twelve championship. They have one now. Yeah. Oh, they okay. Right, so they would. So they play. They probably play Oklahoma State again. Because last year Baylor, I think Baylor played Oklahoma State or something. They sure. played them. I, in the- I would like to think that the winner of the Big Twelve, whether it be Oklahoma State or TCU gets into the CFP. Yeah, let's not rule out Oklahoma State. They only lost by three at home, but uh, this, yeah. is a, this is a yeah. really good offense. On the road, so, yeah. Three, yeah. Yeah, at, I mean, I think it'll be TCU. tough. It'll be tough for a one-loss team from the Big 12, even if they're a champion, to be, to get in there, I think. But the, uh, they'll have an argument. But um, Oklahoma State's good, man. They have, I think, the best defense in the Big 12. And uh, it really showed for most of this game. I thought that Okie State had in the bag. They were up and kind of maintained that lead. But uh, TCU made the plays that they needed to at the right time, and they had the talent to do that. So they just kind of popped up at the right time. And props to Sonny Dykes. Um, Lee Corso saying he's going to be coach of the year. You know, I, I got to believe Lee on that one. Guys, that. guys write about everything. Pick Tennessee to be balanced. So. <laughs> Um, I, I, I really like the big 12 this year. I'll be honest. Like there's a lot of teams that are exciting to watch and all their games have been really fun. So we'll see what this Kansas state TCU game this week. I, I think, uh, Kansas state for most of the year has been the best record in the big 12. And then they lost to whoever a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Let's give a shout out to the big 12. I don't think a lot of people saw this really coming, uh, this much talent and, uh, good games, but uh, I, I really believe we that, all thought uh, we all thought this would be a Baylor Oklahoma State conference. Yeah, and um, man, TCU is coming out of nowhere. But yep. uh, yeah, I Kansas. think there's I think there's a chance for for all Big 20, Twelve fans out there. There's definitely a chance that uh, one of these teams can get in, uh, depending on how it shakes out. Uh, but I'm kind of leading with Alec now. I don't see. I agree. I don't see how one lost team from the Big Twelve is going to get in just because that committee is showing time and time again. They favor certain conferences. I mean, I mean, hold on. Let's, let's think about it, though. I mean, you have probably two SEC teams. Yeah. More than likely Ohio State. And then you're either going to have a one-loss Big 12 team or a one-loss Pac-12 team. Well, Clemson, right? Don't forget Clemson. about Clemson, yeah. Ah, uh, Clemson. But if it's anyone but Clemson, then count the ACC out. True. Yeah. yeah, if Clemson's undefeated, they're they're in 100%. We'll see, man. Clemson at times looks shaky, but uh, we'll see in that championship game. They uh, beat NC State and Wake and FSU, and I don't think they have to play. Oh, they, they, yeah. They play Cuse, right? They got to they gotta play Notre Dame and Cuse. They play next weekend, by the way. Uh, but they also have to play Notre Dame, which Notre Dame isn't good, but at least it's like a high-profile game, and that can kind of – yeah, mix things up a little bit, but we don't have to talk about the the Syracuse NC State game because it wasn't that like exciting. But just a little shout out to Dino Babers, <laughs> <laughs> Syracuse. Like this guy has been on the hot seat for ten years. They've been the worst <laughs> team in the ACC, and they're six and zero or seven and zero, whatever the hell they are. Um, I think it's great. There's a lot of excitement there, and uh, we, you know, we start to play them. They have to play Clemson's. So another that's interesting. Uh, that'd be really 
hilarious if they could somehow, you know, run it all the way to the freaking playoff. <laughs> another another uh, riveting performance from the NC State offense. Yeah, yeah. I like. I mean, there technically there really is a pathway for them to get in. I mean, if they went out. They would have yeah, to just win. Just win. And went out. Yeah, if they uh, went out. They went out. They're in. Like that's that simple. <laughs> Uh, we'll get to them in a second, but um, let's get to. I the mean, next. here's the thing. If, if oh, hold on, because now I, I now we're talking about it. if Cuse beats Clemson, miraculously, if they beat Clemson, they're they're pretty they're pretty much in the ACC championship. You know, they let's don't talk have to about this Clemson. game. Go ahead. They don't have to play Clemson in the ACC championship if they win. They'll play you know either North Carolina or Pitt in the ACC championship, who they're better than. It's not out of the realm of you know possibilities like that. That could happen if they win next week. Here's, here's why I think Syracuse is winning a lot of games. They're getting leads, but they have not one, but two really good running backs that weather the storm and break tackles. And it's really hard, man, when you have two backs like that uh, for opposing defenses. And they just keep running the storm. I mean, Garrett Schrader does the job. I mean, he sometimes makes bonehead plays, but he's more than capable of running offense for this team. I mean, like you said, Alec, I mean, this guy's been on the hot seat for 10 years, but uh, looks like he's found something in his team uh, now. To say they're going to go all the way is a stretch, but uh, to say they could lose one or two games, uh, that's a really good season for them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there Amazing. is a pathway. Amazing. It, quite frankly, incredible. And hold on. If Alex had a shout-out, Dino Babbers, then I'm also going to shout-out another player for Q's who Alec will appreciate, and that's Arande Gatson the second. Yeah. His dad was a Dolphin, one of the best, one of the most iconic Dolphin receivers ever. And, is, and yeah. honestly, this kid is one of the one of probably a top 20 receiver in college yeah, football. He's, he's really, really good. Um, but just you got to shout him out. His, his dad's a dolphin lifer. Big homie. All right. Yeah. At the end, we'll talk about certain situations and what could happen since we're halfway through the season. But uh, Syracuse is definitely on the list now. Uh, shockingly. Uh, speaking of other teams that are. Uh, Shockingly on this list, uh, not performance wise, but it uh, seems like he was going to be gone last year. And now he, again, he has this Michigan team at number four. That's John Harbaugh, John Harbaugh. Um, somehow he keeps finding a way to win. Uh, this is a really good team, really good running game. They beat Penn State in Penn State, quite frankly, they crushed from 41 to 17. Uh, Alec, man, I mean, they're lingering at four. There's a chance they're going to get in. I know they have to play Ohio State at the end of the year, last game of the season. But uh, what's your thoughts on this so far? That, that Ohio State game is the only game, uh, and it's the same deal with Ohio State. That's really the only game in their season that they have to win to give themselves a shot. Yeah. Um, and I think it'll be a good one like it is every year. But as far as this past week goes, um, I said it last week, it was ridiculous that Penn State was ranked 10 or 11 or whatever, wherever they were ranked. They bear, They haven't really beaten. They haven't really played anybody. Um, I get it because they're one of the few undefeated teams left. But I don't. They're still at sixteen now. It looks like, and I don't understand it. Um, you know, their defense isn't that good. They folded the game away. Uh, people are already calling for Manny Diaz's head. Is what I hear <laughs> over there. And um, you know, I said it once. I'll say it again. You know, James Franklin. Uh, not the brightest bulb in the socket, you know what I mean? And uh, I don't think he's, I don't think he's ever going to get that team to where they want to be. So that's enough about Penn State. But Michigan's a solid team, man. They just have the talent. Um, and they have a quarterback, looks like man. Sustained, looks like sustained success, a, a scheme that they've been running for years that works because uh, they just have a quarterback who's not going to throw any picks, and that's all they need. They can just run the ball and 
um, you know, get little chunk, chunk passes and stuff like that. So they're going to keep winning, I think. Um, but Michigan's up there, but it would only be either them or Ohio State. Um, I don't think both of them get in. Yeah, but, one of, it's one. You know it's what I mean? Like, there's, and this is interesting just because now that they've agreed to expand the playoff, you know, we're already seeing this year there's more than four teams that you would want to see in that arena. Um, yeah. And just thinking about if it was eight, if we had those big three SEC teams and Ohio State and Michigan and, you know, maybe you got one or two Big 12 teams, you know, but like that would be super exciting. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, Trent, I don't want to look too ahead of the Michigan-Ohio State game. They still got to play an Illinois team who's scrappy, who's ranked 18 mm-hmm. at home in a couple of weeks. And then obviously they play Ohio State. I'm not going to rule out Michigan simply because they're at home. Uh, and obviously being at home is a pretty decent advantage. So uh, I'm not going to rule anything out. Obviously Ohio State's a really good team. But uh, – yeah, what's your thoughts on this Michigan team so far? I don't think they've really played anyone but besides Penn State, right? Well, first of all, you're, you don't have a Manny Diaz season until you give up 400 yards rushing to somebody in a game. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to put that out there. I mean, it's just – it's it's typical. I mean, don't get me wrong. Michigan has, you know, year in and year out, always a very potent run attack. Um, they're, they've never wavered from that. Um, it's always been – in their strong suit but just this is this is garbage man and the fact that this guy's done this two years in a row um you know or i guess maybe it wasn't a lot uh, two years ago it's it's garbage but yeah alec alec said it right like penn state is was never really that good um but moving on from them to go on to michigan um you know like i said michigan has this really great run game and they always do every year they always have a great offensive line they have a great run scheme but you know, down the road, I don't know if having the, this lack of a passing game is going to cut it. Um, we saw it last year. Uh, they finally got over the hump, beat Ohio State, and then got smoked in the playoff. Um, you you kind of – you got to be able to throw the ball to, to win. It's just, it's just the way that football is now. So, uh, having a good running game is great, and it can get you far, but it's not going to put you over the top. Um, I, I mean, look, they beat a house last year. I, who is to say they can't do it again, but you know, this formula, I just don't think is, is a championship formula for them. I mean, they're going to need to find a dynamic quarterback and pass game to be able to put them over the top of the Alabama's, the Georgia's, I mean, shit, the Tennessee's now. So, uh, cause if you get in a shootout with Tennessee, you're probably going to lose because they're going to, they're just going to put up more points than you because, because all you do is run the ball. And at the, at the end of a game, if you're in a close game, you're probably not going to run. You're going to have to throw. So, I, and I just don't think they have that. Um, but that said, I mean, I think up, up another big 10 championship is, is certainly in the cards for them. It's, it's not impossible. They did it last year. Uh, Harbaugh seems to maybe have at least figured that part out. Um, but they're a good team. I mean, listen, they, they, they are definitely – t- I think they're definitely a, t- a top, you know, what are they ranked, five now, four? Um, yeah. I think they're worthy of their ranking for sure. Um, I just – I cannot see them crossing that line and, and winning a championship with, with, with their current play. Yeah, uh, I mean, we're going to see. Obviously, that last game of the season is going to be huge for them. Also, don't uh, sleep on Illinois. Brett, Brett yeah, Belema's exactly. got that team on a, on a hot streak right now. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, we're just going to have to wait and see. Obviously, Michigan's undefeated. Like I said, I think the only team that really played so far is Penn State. They've had a pretty favorable schedule. 
But uh, let's look ahead. Uh, let's get to uh, Trent's Florida State Seminoles. Uh, Alex, Frank? to be fair. Or, sorry, Alex, my bad. Alex. I mean, Trent's too. Mine too, but I'll, you can say let's Alex. Go, let's go Trent's alma mater and uh, Alex team, hometown team. <laughs> also his alma mater. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, good game. So, obviously, uh, Jordan Travis had a pretty good game, 250 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, from the stats, I can and then DJ had three touchdowns, 200 yards. But obviously, from the stats, I can see here that Will Shipley kind of ran all over FSU a little bit. Uh, 20 carries for 120 yards. Uh, Alec, I'll give you the floor, man. Just uh, what were your thoughts on this game? Pretty close game. Look, FSU is going in the right direction. You're not getting blown out anymore. I'm quite frankly, I'm pretty impressed with the team overall this year. Yeah, the score is interesting. Um, so it started off really exciting. We scored. Uh, they scored, we scored, they scored. And um, it was looking like an exciting game just before the half. Um, we had uh, something, they got a field goal. We had something happen. And um, I forgot exactly what happened, whether it was a fumble or something happened like right. Oh, they took the, they scored right before the half. And then right after the half, they got the ball back. Mm -hmm. And then they they took the opening kickoff in the second half, like to the 20, our 20 yard line, yeah. and they scored. And next thing you know, it's 31 to 14 when it was just 17 to 14. So it was a crazy swing in about a minute and a half. And then they kind of held us off there and we had to make a fight back in the fourth quarter. We just didn't have enough time to do it. We scored too late uh, and wasted our timeouts in the process. So, um, you know, I was happy, I guess, with, you know, the, the final score. But, you know, we kind of scored in the end there in garbage time. And um, my understanding is that some of the fans left early because they thought the game was over, which is yep. not a bad, you know, not a good look. We're not Miami, you know. So. <laughs> Uh, it's not like a normal thing for us. So, um, you know, we just got to move forward. We got to buy a week. We had a really tough stretch of games, three games in a row. And it's unfortunate we came at 0 and 3. So, started 4 and 0, and now we're 4 and 3. And, um, you know, back fighting again and just trying to have a respectable finish to the season. Still got two rivalry games Florida and Miami. Um, Huge. So we got to win. We got to play Q's. Uh, At the Carrier Dome. So good, good thing we have a bye and just kind of get things figured out. Hopefully we can make a strong finish. But, yeah, this year, you know, um, it was it was a really good step, and we'll see how we can finish. I'm, I'm still pretty pleased with this year, how this year has gone and just how we've performed, even though some of the games we haven't won. But we're a couple points away from winning some of these other yeah. games and a couple bad plays or bad calls, you know, from, from having a better record. So yeah, I, I just got to improve on that. I believe Jordan Travis is there another year, right? He can, he can, he can leave. leave. He can leave, I think as well. Um, and I know I talked a lot about FSU, but Clemson, they look pretty solid. Shipley solid as always. Um, and DJ, scored like all the touchdowns again he had a couple read option just where they, they he killed us and ran walked right into the end zone um so he played really well clemson's a solid team and they've beaten all the tough teams in their division 
except Cuse. So we'll see about that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, they're a pretty solid team. I was ready to pounce on them at the beginning of the season. So I'm pretty impressed with them. Yeah, man. Uh, Trent, what do you think? I mean, look, Florida State, they, it's not like they, 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 it sucks because they had the, they, this three game stretch. But it wasn't like they weren't competing in these games. I mean, they could they could easily be six and one right now. You know, a couple of plays are different. They they could be six and one. Um, this was the first game, maybe first or second game because Wake that where they they kind of got they were just you could tell they were just a little outmatched. Clemson just Clemson just a little a little better than them. A little too much talent. Um, but I mean, again, it it was the game was it was just a little too little. Uh, getting my words jumbled up. Too little, too late. Um, the third quarter, they just could not get any offense going, and that really, really killed them. Um, most most of the second quarter as well, they just couldn't find a rhythm. Um, I thought Travis was fine. I thought he did good, but, you know, th- his last two games haven't really been up to par with the rest of the season. Um, but th- it's encouraging be- if I'm an FSU fan because – they they just look way better than they have in the past. Like they're losing, but they they look they still look like a good football team. Like they they out they had more yards than Clemson this game. Like they this is a game another game that they were super competitive and really from start to finish, Clemson pulled away a little bit, but they battled right back. And I mean I, I don't know like it's it's hard to lose three games in a row and go from four and zero to four and three. But, like, it's still encouraging to see this team the way they're playing because they look good. Like, they're losing, but at the same time, they're competing in these games and they look good. So, um, you know, it, it sucks because if they had a cupcake schedule this year like Miami, they'll <laughs> probably be in the ACC championship. Uh, but they really have the furthest thing from a cupcake schedule because maybe at the beginning of the season, we thought after this three-game stretch, they'd be fine. But now they got to play Q's, who looks damn good. I mean, Miami, they're way better than Miami, but it's a rivalry game, so you never know. And then they got to play Florida, which, again, another rivalry game, so you never know. Um, so, at least get the bye, they get the regroup. They'll probably beat the piss out of Georgia Tech um, in two weeks, and that'll kind of get them back into rhythm. And then they got to go to Miami the next week. But, yeah. I mean, I mean, th- this is a good Florida State team. I mean, it, it sucks that they're 4-3. and three. They, they are way better than their record. They, they really, really are. So, um, I, they're probably the best four and three team in the country, probably by a mile. Um, but I mean, I, I'm a Florida State fan. I'm I'm still pretty encouraged by the way they're playing. You can arguably say Florida State probably had a tough toughest three stretch of games than any team in college football. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, the, NC State getting blown out by Syracuse doesn't help, but it also makes Syracuse look a little better. Yeah. Um, the, the NC State game is the only game I think that they really should have won. That was the only disappointing game for them this season. In my yeah, opinion. they didn't have Leary last game. Um, and against us, he went he went down in the fourth quarter. But honestly, I, I think it was the fact that Larry went down that cost for. I mean, you may think differently, but I think if Larry plays in that game, Florida State wins. <laughs> he makes a mistake. Like he, I think that's he, why they didn't. He, he really wasn't able to do anything. It was because Chambers was able to get out of the pocket and run the ball, and that kind of just kind of threw Florida State off. And, and that that was the kicker at the end of the game. If Leary plays, Leary's not running. He can't even fucking throw. So. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, Florida State kind of they should have won that game. They didn't. But uh, again, though, these are th- those are three games in a row that you know they either competed in, could have won. Um, it just sucks that they happen to lose all three. Yeah. 
Uh, look, FSU has a lot to get their head up high on. They're going to have a pretty good season next year, I think. I mean, they lost three really competitive teams, close games. So uh, overall, like you said, I agree with you, Trent. They should have won the NC State, NC State game. But to basically lose between a couple of points between all teams, I know the Wake Forest game, they won by two touchdowns, but it was a lot closer than people think. So um, overall, uh, I think FSU's had a pretty good season. And you're right, they might be the best. They're better than their record shows, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, let's get to another team. Let's talk about, uh, guys, the lane train, man. He's he's 6-0. and He's got his 7-0 now. He's got his team to number seven. And a uh, real possibility he could sneak into the playoff. Uh Jackson Dart didn't have the best game, but he did enough to win 130 yards, three touchdowns and a pick against Auburn at home. You always got to respect them at home. They have a good home crowd. They're always a decent team. Uh, I do know that uh, their head coach is on the hot seat. Oh, he's going to be pretty, pretty much fire within the next couple of games. But uh, Alec, what do you think about Ole Miss and how legit are they? So this game was interesting because they've been kind of rolling all year and this is a somewhat a, kind of a slip up they pulled away in the end but Auburn made a little rally yeah in the middle of the game there and it was looking kind of scary um you know I I, I think that this is the best team that Ole Miss has had and probably the best team that um Lane Train has coached uh or at least the best performance that he's had as a head coach I've seen so that Bama game is going to be fun man I really think so um similar to the Texas game with an old OC going against um, Saban. I think uh, Lane Train's going to have some some juice for him as well. And I think this team can can, can do big things, but um, they, they, they're pretty run heavy. I mean, um, this they kind of yeah. throw when they can, but it's just – I think it's a lot of RPO and um, – just kind of like getting looks, open looks when they can. So it works. Um, Lane knows how to throw things at defense that catch them off guard. So their offense will continue to shine. Uh, I was surprised, though, because Auburn's pretty terrible. Um, and this was close for a little bit. Yeah. Um, Trent, we'll get we'll, we'll go over all the scenarios at the end about the SEC and, and all the scenarios. But uh, let me tell you, Matt, let me ask you, how legit – is this team to beat Alabama? I know they just lost to a really good Tennessee team, Alabama, but they're still Alabama. Do you really think Ole Miss has a real shot to beat them? I mean, a, a real shot, sure. I do. I think they're going to. No, um, I, I said in the beginning of the season that Ole Miss was like the, the second tier SEC team, you know, after the Bama and Georgias, and I guess now the Tennessees. Um, and I, I still think that's true. Um, I like Ole Miss. I like Lane. Um, but like, I kind of like I was saying before about Michigan, like, unless you can really throw the ball, it's hard, it's hard to win these games, especially against Bama. I mean, Hendon, Hendon Hooker is the reason why Tennessee beat Alabama. Um, I don't think Jackson Dart can be that guy. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's really it for me. I, I, I like, I like Ole Miss. I think they're a top 10, a legit top 10 team, but I, I, I don't think they have enough. To, yeah. to, to beat Alabama and to get in the SEC championship game. Yeah, like I said, we'll get to, to all the scenarios at the end. Uh, Got to keep going here. Uh, let's get to the last game. Um, 
Hey Trent, Kane's one man. They're on a hot streak, one and zero. They're back to they're back to five hundred against a pretty bad Virginia Tech Hokies at two and five. I'll explain. I'll wait. But, I'll, I'll uh, defer until you're done. Hey, I, I will tell you this: Tyler Van Dyke played another really good game, three hundred fifty yards, two touchdowns. Um, wasn't able to watch all this game, but from from what I read all over the place, the play calling was horrible again. Uh, but Trent, I know you watched this whole thing. I'll start with you. What do you think about this game? Um, I don't know if I'd call a play calling horrible, but I mean, look, they proved me wrong by winning the game if I picked <laughs> them to lose. So the, we'll start off by saying that. But uh, it was the second half. I, I wanted to bleed my eyes out, man. Like it was so frustrating to watch these guys. Um, you know, they seem like they've made a little bit of tweaks on offense with 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 Van Dyke and and just in their scheme fuck is that <laughs> what was that alex oh, no. your mic alex i'm using my uh this guy's playing highlights um it seems it? like they, they tweaked their offense a little bit and van dyke is in a better rhythm now he looks a little bit more like what we saw last year you know another 350 yard performance two touchdowns uh we're seeing an emergence from colby young who is playing his second game as a cane and he already had 110 yards which is the first one to do that on the team this year receiving um which is an, which i think is bad because this guy's been sitting on the bench all year six guys had to get hurt for them to put him in uh i don't know where the evaluation was there but um that's that i mean the defense was great in the first half first three quarters of the game really defense was was stellar uh, i think akeem mesador was defensive player of the, of the week in college football he had three and a half sacks he played great um, again, this is a really, 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 really bad Virginia Tech team. <laughs> like, they suck, man. Um, and the fourth quarter was, was awful, horrendous. There's no offense, couldn't score, couldn't finish in the red zone, gave up two touchdowns. I mean, that fourth quarter was miserable to watch. The fact that Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech was able to make this a football game was crazy. The fact that it had to come down to the last possession and UM securing a first down was crazy. I mean, Virginia Tech is bad. This is the closest game they've been in all year against an actual team. I mean, UNC beat them by 31. Like, West Virginia beat them by 23. Pitt beat them by six, uh, 16. I mean, the, like, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. So, uh, they UM won, but they still look like shit. Uh, they're nine-point favorites against Duke next week. Crazy to me. I, I don't even know if I'm going to pick them to win, but Duke's not good either. Um, but I mean, they won, but you know, I'm, I'm not very encouraged. Uh, I agree. Trent ditto, man. Uh, what about you, Alec? So I actually didn't get to watch the game. Now, Trent, you were saying, um, you know, Virginia tech was able to make it a game. Was it really? I mean, did they kind of score late to make the score? No, closer? no, they scored, really see it. they scored two consecutive times unanswered. And UM got the ball back with like three minutes left. Like, and they had, like, they could have gotten stops to get the ball back. But uh, UM converted on a couple first downs, and, and that is what sealed it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I, I don't really have much on uh, much of a comment other than it's an away game uh, and a win. You know, it would have been really bad if they would have blown the game, I guess. But, um, you know, wins a win. So, yeah. I'm interested about this Duke game for sure. Uh, we'll see. This is that's a different story, but I expected them to win this game. Um, so 
big win. We're moving forward. <laughs> all, all I know is there's not going to be a lateral miracle in this game. That's for sure. Um, let's talk one more game that caught my eye that I was able to watch. Uh, and it's a surprisingly bad year for Iowa State, but uh, they should have pulled out this win or at least gotten to overtime. Uh, Texas didn't really have the best game. Quinn Ewers did enough to win, but uh, Iowa State at the end of the game was driving. They had a terrible, terrible fumble by the quarterback. And they fumbled basically inside the red zone, coughed it up, and Texas just took the knee and won. Or otherwise, they would have gone to overtime. But uh, look, Texas once again escapes 24-21. They're five and two. No means are they going to make the playoff, but they're having a pretty good year, better than a, I think a lot of people expected. So, uh, Alec, what do you think about that? Well, I think with Ewers back, it's a uh, we're back to a top top-notch team, and maybe their rankings don't reflect it. Um, but they'll probably be favored in most of these games they play in moving forward. Uh, Iowa State, it's been a tough year for them. Pinhead uh, Matt and the gang, <laughs> they're, you know, they, I don't know if it's an off year, if it's a rebuild year, or maybe he's on his way out because I know he's always a coaching candidate uh, for, for big-name jobs. But, um no, it was, it, it was, they could have very well won this game, but it seems like they've been in that situation in a couple other games this year and just haven't been able to pull away. Um, and Texas, I think is solid enough team where uh, you really got to go the extra mile to beat them and you can't be given the game away like they did. So um, I'm, I'm excited about Kansas. I know it's two losses, so I don't know if they have a shot, but um you know, this is a good team, and obviously Euro is just young, so they're going to be really good. Yeah. Uh, quick thoughts, Trent? I mean, they're being – I mean, I think we all agree Texas isn't a great team, but they're doing something they haven't done in the past, and that's they're winning the game supposed to win, um, you know, whether it's a dogfight or not. Um, I don't know how long that's going to last. No, Ewers is young, but I've been saying at the beginning of the season, this guy, Bijan Mustardson – yeah, his, he's uh, going to be a top pick. He's, he, he's a beast, man. He always puts them over the top every game. Um, once he's gone, it's going to be a huge hit to the run game. Um, but, you know, this year, you know, still, I mean, I don't think they have a chance of winning the Big 12 or anything, but, uh, I mean, they're, they're probably going to make a good bowl game, I would imagine. Because, um, again, they're, they're just beating the team this year. They got Oklahoma State next week. Their, their remaining schedule is actually pretty tough. They got to start playing good teams. Oklahoma State, TCU. Uh, they got to play Kansas. They got to play Kansas State. Like they they play and Baylor. They got to play five like not easy games. Their next five games. So it's gonna be interesting. Interesting to see how they finish the season. Yeah. Uh, well said. All right. Let's get into um, week eight of college football. Our picks and predictions. Uh, let's start with a game. I thought I would never say, and probably any other college football would ever say, but. Uh, the game of the week, Clemson against uh, ranked Syracuse. I believe this is in Syracuse. We just talked about them and the job that Syracuse has done. Clemson's fifth. Uh, you got to figure they win this game. They'll get probably back in the top four. But, uh, Trent, what, what do you think, man? You, you think Syracuse has a chance? I believe this game's at home. What, what's well, the line, Trent? What's the line? 13, yeah, what, 13 and a half for Clemson. Um, so here's the deal. I mean, Clemson is the, is the superior talented team here. Um, as you would expect. Um, but Syracuse is just kind of – they're just winning. You know, shout out Babbers. These guys are just winning. Um, 
I think the 13 and a half point spread is pretty respectable. I think most, most can agree with that spread. Um, my dad actually lives in North Carolina. He lives about an hour away from Clemson. Uh, he's going to go to the game with his buddy that went to Syracuse. They're going to be rocking Cuse gear. <laughs> and uh, for that reason, I'm going to take Syracuse. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm, taking, I'm taking the orange here. Um, that would be quite the call if it happened. <laughs> is, is, I'm curious, is game day here? No, it's uh, game day is Oregon versus UCLA. That's right. That's uh, another okay. good game. That's right. Which is a great game. But uh, as far as this one goes, um, yeah, Schrader um, is the excuses quarterback, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, you were saying earlier, he's kind of shine here and there. Um, Syracuse is undefeated, but their biggest win coming last week against the hobbled uh, NC State team. You know, they haven't really – they've won close games. They beat Purdue. They beat Virginia, all under three-point victories. Um, so, yeah, they've kept winning, but I don't think they've played anything close to a team like Clemson is. So, um, I think Clemson is legitimate, and um, I'm hoping for everyone who's lost to Clemson's sake that they, you know, can keep winning – and make uh, us look better. I think Clemson's going to win this game, um, but maybe it'll be close. I don't, I don't know. It, it is exciting. And, you know, if, if anyone's ever bored, you can YouTube uh, Dabo Sweeney Clemsoning. And uh, <laughs> it's a great video on YouTube about uh, a press conference talking about how pissed he is because everyone says Clemson always loses games they're not supposed to. So since that video came out, they haven't really lost games they're not supposed to. So I think they're going to win this one. I'm, I'm going with the Tigers. Okay. Um, quite simply, I think their Cinderella story ends here. Uh, I'm, I'm going with the Clemson Tigers. I hope I'm wrong. I would be happy to be wrong, but uh, I got to see it to believe it. So let's see what they got. Uh, so, yeah, give me Clemson. Um, Let's get to another great game, uh, Oregon against uh, UCLA. I mean, everyone knows how high I am on DTR. Um, I believe this game's home as well. Uh, I mean, this is about as it's even in, as you can In get. Oregon. Yeah, at Oregon. Okay, I'm reading it the wrong way. Um, 10 versus 9, about as even as it's going to get. Um, Trent, I'll let you go first, man. What do you think? So we got Oregon six-point favorites here. Um, I think this is going to be a great game. Yeah. Um, and, and almost a toss-up. I know Vegas doesn't really think so, but DTR is playing just about as good as any, or at least 95% of the quarterbacks in the country. Um, UCLA, obviously, the season has been been one of their Cinderella years. They look just way different than they have in the past. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, this is really, really tough to me. Um, I think I'm going to pick Oregon here only because it's at Autzen, and that's a very, very tough place to play. Um, but I, I would not be surprised to see UCLA win here. Uh, Bo Nix, uh, most of the time doesn't show up in big games. Um, but you know what? I'm going to change my pick. I'm, I'm going to take UCLA here. Um, the Bo Nix factor. I'm going to take UCLA here. I thought I was going to be the alpha in the room here today. Yeah. Uh, what about yeah, you? I was, um, I was going to pick UCLA too. So that, that's a bummer because I was, I was excited. 
After going through the Bo Nix factor and the difference in quarterback. Well, play, yeah, well, you hit a couple of like... my points. You hit a couple of my points. One of them is definitely Bo Nix. But, I mean, come on. Like, the guys have <laughs> been playing a lot better this year. Yeah, so he's like, better. He's better. Yes, I agree that he's better. And he's, I, he's a, I think he's a good game manager. And a, he's good on his feet. But he just can't make the throws sometimes. He cannot make easy throws. He'll, he'll miss open guys. And whereas you're talking about DTR, who's been out of his mind this season, and I think that's going to be the difference. Yeah, so a couple other things. Uh, Oregon, this will be the toughest game they played. That Washington State game was probably the toughest game. I mean, obviously other than Georgia. And um, they they arguably should have lost that game, could have lost that game. Um, UCLA, so we got uh, Chip Kelly back in back in Eugene, you know, uh, probably like a revenge chip on his shoulder kind of deal there. Um, and also UCLA had a bye last week after beating Utah. So they've had an extra week to prepare Oregon. Um, like I said, hasn't really played a team like this. So uh, it's a first year for landing. And I think there might be some slip ups. This may be the, one of the games for them. And I think that UCLA might keep rolling. I like what Chip Kelly's doing. He's a more seasoned coach and he's played in these games before. He's been in that stadium before. So uh, I like UCLA and the upset, even though they're ranked higher. <laughs> um, look, I'm just a big fan of DTR. I'm going to take the better quarterback in matchups like this. Uh, give me UCLA. We're, I think we're all rolling the UCLA in this one. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be an exciting game to watch. I think it's going to go back and forth. It's To me, this is really a toss-up. Um, this is no shade against Oregon. I think uh, this is just going to come down to the better QB play. And uh, I, like you guys said, Bo Nix has played a lot better this year. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But uh, I'm taking DTR and UCLA. Um, let's get to another uh, pretty good game this weekend. Uh, that's Oklahoma State at Texas. We just talked about Texas. Uh, let's talk about Oklahoma State for a second. Look, their offense is, is I'm going to say, elite. Um, they put it on almost everyone every week. Uh, if I had to take, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Oklahoma State, man. Uh, I want to see it from Ubers again. He's been out for a couple of weeks of injury in Oklahoma State. I know they lost to TCU, but they lost by three, and they really put up a lot of points. So uh, give me Oklahoma State in this one. What about you, Alec? So there's talks about Spencer Sanders. I think he may have got, like, tagged up in this last That season. makes so much sense. He's been fighting through an injury. Um, I, mm-hmm. I think um, – that they haven't even announced whether or not he's going to play, but I think usually when the coach is keeping it quiet, it means they're going to play the guy. Um, just in my, because I don't know, just in my experience. So this is interesting. Um, I think, like I said, Okie State's got one of the best defenses, but this Texas team went up against Bama's defense and was able to make some things happen. I know it wasn't the biggest scoring game, but. You know, they, they they did what they had to do in that game. They got Ewers back. Um, Oklahoma State's gone through a couple of real tough games and, um, you know, a tough loss last week. So it, I think it'd be tough to rebound, but it is a home game. So, so like a home game for Okie State, right? Isn't that? Yeah, it's at Okie State. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that's tough. Um, I'm gonna, I like – I'm going to go horns up. Uh, wow! I'm okay. Going Sarkin, Sarkin, yours. Is that is that due because of the injury to uh, that player, or is that due because you really think uh, it's just that Texas is going to be the better team? I think yeah, 
defense is on the rise and Oklahoma state's kind of gone through a bumpy last couple of weeks. Um, they're, they're still a really solid team, but, um, you know, Sark is a real challenge and Gundy's, Gundy's a seasoned vet, but Sark is a whole nother animal. So, um, I think that Texas is probably going to run the table throughout for the rest of the season that they, they could probably win out. Uh, you know, they came off that big win against Oklahoma and they just keep rolling. And they got to play TCU. Yeah. So I, I like Texas. So right. Vegas, Vegas doesn't seem to think that Spencer Sanders is going to play or at the very least play effectively because they have Texas as six and a half point favorites, which is huge. Um, especially since, since it's in Oklahoma State. Um, I think without Sanders or without a healthy Sanders, I, I, I just have to go with Texas here. Um, I don't know where Oklahoma State really finds their offense, or at least enough offense to beat Texas and to beat Ewers and Bijan. Um, so I think I'm going to go with Texas here as well, really because of Sanders. I think with Sanders, I take Oklahoma State here, but with an unhealthy Sanders, I, I can't, I don't think I can take Oklahoma State. All right. Uh, that's two for, um, Texas, and I'm taking Oklahoma State in this one, even with the injury. Let's um, let's go to another uh, great game all of a sudden out of nowhere. That's TCU against Kansas State. TCU's at home. Uh, Kansas State is definitely not a team you want to sleep on, but we'll start with you first, Trent. What do you think? Uh, TCU's got all the momentum right now. They're, they're playing. As, they brought one of, the hotter, one of the hottest teams in the country with, you know, obviously ten, the Tennessee's of the world. But um, Kansas State's also been really great this year. Another surprising season from them. Um, I, I got to go with TCU. They're three and a half point favorites, but, uh, Duggan and, and Johnson just have been an unstoppable force this season. Uh, they're coming off two really huge wins against a good Kansas team at Kansas and against a, a you know, probably maybe even, a, a higher ranked, maybe better Oklahoma state team with Sanders. So I'm going to go ahead and roll with TCU here. All right. What about you, Alec? I like TCU too, but Adrian Martinez is a interesting East. quarterback, East. and um, you never know with this guy. So it's interesting, man. I, part of me wants to, like pick Kansas State because it's just been a real bloodbath in the Big Twelve. There, there's a lot of good teams, um, but I think in a game like this, I'm going with the hot team and the home team. Um, you got Sonny Dykes and and the ghost of Gary Patterson there. <laughs> I, I believe I believe in the horn. All right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm taking TCU as well. I think Kansas State's a nice story this year, but it is on the road for them. And uh, TCU has really not given me any reason not to pick them at this point. So, uh, yeah, give me TCU. Um, let's get to the next game. Uh, that I'm sure Trent's going to be excited to talk about. That is uh, the Hurricanes. Um, my mind is – who do they play this week, Trent? I can't look it up right now. Duke. Nine point oh, that's right, Duke. Duke. Um, let's start with you, Trent. Who do you got in this one? I'm going to take Miami, shockingly. Um, <laughs> Someone just fell out. It's of at chair. home. It's at home. You know, Virginia Tech's bad, but at least, you know, to give myself some confidence, it was a sold-out. Blacksburg homecoming crowd. So at the very least, they're able to, to play in a difficult environment. Um, Duke, Duke is coming off an impressive game against UNC. It's a game they probably should have won. Um, a game they easily yeah. could have won. Um, 
But Miami, I think, has just figured it out offensively. I don't want to say they figured it out offensively. They have figured their passing game out, I think, to an extent with the emergence of Colby Young. Uh, Van Dyke is, you know, back to throwing 300-yard games, you know, two or three-plus TDs. Uh, the run game is still a massive, massive issue. Um, I think they get back uh, Parrish next week, who is their leading rusher, and I think that'll, that, that'll be a big deal. Um, a couple other linemen I think are going to be healthy for next week as well. Uh, people don't really talk about it enough, and I don't want to give them a, say it as an excuse, but last week Miami was extremely banged up, missing three linemen, missing running backs, missing three receivers, missing their top corner. Um, it, was a, it, was a, it was a really difficult week for them in terms of health. Um, so, again, not an excuse because they have the guys, but uh, that's just one thing to keep in mind. I think they're going to be a little healthier this week, which should make them a little better. Um, I'm going to take Miami here. I, I don't know if they'll cover, though. I, I The nine points scares the dickens out of me. They may not cover against Duke. But, uh, again, would not surprise me if Duke comes in and wins. It's kind of just how the season's been. Miami's been unimpressive every single game this year. Um, but I'm, I'm going to take Miami. All right. Alec, what about you, man? So, I'm going to say don't sleep on Duke, man. <laughs> um. This is a team that had played a played a hard game, a close game against Kansas earlier on in the season at Kansas. Um, they've been able to put points on the board, uh, scored, you know, 30 points in multiple games this season. And uh, their quarterback's like a dual threat guy. He's a lot at their offense. So that's going to be interesting um, to see how they can kind of contain that. And on the defensive side, um, well, their head coach is Mike Elko, who is formerly one of the highest, if not the highest paid DC in college football at one point in time with Texas A&M uh, in the last couple of years when they had pretty good defense. Um, so I, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I hope that they're not really counting Duke out because they have won some games and, um, you know, lost some close games down the stretch. So I think they're a little better than people cut them out to be. Um, so, you know, sorry for my Miami listeners. I'm going to go ahead and uh, pick the Blue Devils to, to win this game. One one thing about Mike Elko, that last time he was at Hard Rock, he uh, gave up a nice 41 bomb to UM and Mark Riggs when he was at Notre Dame, when Notre Dame lost 41 to seven, quite possibly the best game UM has played uh, maybe since 2002. Um, so that's just a quick tip on Elko. Got some bad luck at Hard Rock. Got to hope that continues. If only, if only <laughs> we still had Mark, Mark Richter. <laughs> yeah, Alec, you made some good points, man, about this Duke team. Uh, I do think it's going to be a lot closer than the nine-point spread it is. Um, honestly, man, if this game was on the road, I would take Duke. Or if this game was on the road for the Canes, I would take Duke. But uh, I do think that uh, it's going to be a scratch-and-claw kind of game, and I think uh, they're going to pull it out because I just have faith in Van Dyke. I do think the offense is going to be a little better. Trent noted, mentioned earlier there was a lot of injuries. I believe we're getting a lot of our key players back this game, right? So uh, uh, I think two key linemen, which I think is which crucial. is big. Yeah. So uh, with that said, I'm going to take the Canes, but I do think it's been a pretty close game. Um, with that said, let's get to the next game. Um, 
uh, like let's let's go with uh, Georgia at Florida. Um, look, I know they lost last week to an LSU team by ten. Um, I do. What's the spread in this game? I'm very curious, out uh, Trent. Do you know? Uh, it's uh, oh, it's it's not it's not on DraftKings, which makes me think it might be a blow up. I don't know why it's not showing up on DraftKings. Um, let me see I if I can pull next, it up. It's next week. They play next week. Oh, you're right. They have a bye week this week. Oh yeah, I was looking up all the Florida yeah, all the Florida games. That tracks. Um, all right, let's Florida go. and Florida State both have buys this week. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Tr- okay. So that rules that out. Uh, let's quickly get into Alabama and Mississippi State. This is uh, at home for Alabama. Uh, look, they're going to need a vengeance win. I think uh, it's going to be a blowout for uh, Alabama. I think they're going to crush Mississippi State, even though they're ranked. But uh, yeah, give me Alabama. Um, so, you know, I. I it's a 21 point spread, which is huge, but this is giving me, I'm getting reminded of the Texas A&M game here, which was a game that they easily could have lost. That was a huge dog fight. That's a game we all thought Alabama was going to be super motivated for. And, you know, obviously they didn't have Bryce Young, but they, they didn't look good. Um, I think Alabama's going to win here, but you got to give a little credit to Mississippi state and, and the leech, the leech effect here. Uh, you know, these guys air it out. They got to put some points up. Uh, Bama just gave up 52 points to Tennessee last week. Um, who knows? We'll see. Hopefully they can make the adjustments. But if not, maybe, you know, Leach may see some vulnerabilities in that Alabama defense and take advantage of that. But, uh, th- you know, it's a 21-point spread. Vegas things blow out. I mean, I think it could be a little closer than that. Uh, again, we saw with Texas A&M, they thought that was going to be a blowout as well, and that ended up being a one-possession game. So, I'm going to take Bama, but I think this could be a little closer than some think. Yeah. How about you, Alec? So, um, I think that I'm siding more with Robert on this one where coming off of a tough loss, I think, uh, you know, that Bama is the type of team where following a loss, like the players are – showing up to practice 10 minutes early on Monday. You know what I mean? Like, they all understand, like, all right, we fucked up. Like, we got to really sharpen it up. They, they stop wearing, you know, jewelry in the locker room, shit like that. It's like a serious business over there. So, I think that they're going to respond. They still understand that they have a season left to play and and that they have a legitimate shot. Um, and then, you know, as big of a fan of Mike Leach as I am, um, I think that that Leach effect is really comes into play against – would come into play to a lot of coaches, but I don't know if it works against a Nick Saban uh, who fully understands what, you know, he's going to be throwing at you. Um, and they have this, the defensive backs to kind of cover a pass heavy offense that they're going to be coming through with similar to Kentucky last week, who was able to suffocate, um, you know, the quarterback and, and really slow everything down for Mississippi state. Um, Kentucky did that last week. I think Bama will do it this week, and, and they'll probably win um, convincingly. All right. Um, there, let's get to this next game. I think this is going to be a really, really close game. Um, I, I believe Jackson Dart is really starting to slip up. Ole Miss is showing signs of weaknesses sometimes. Um, they're going on the road to uh, you know LSU, which is not an easy place to play. I know that uh, they're not the best team, but it's still a Brian Kelly coach team. Uh, I think this will be a tough, tough environment. It's one of the tougher places to play. 
And uh, I think this is going to be a real test for Lane Kiffin and his team. I do think they're going to pull out the win, but I could seriously see this game being decided by three to six points. Uh, so give me Ole Miss, but in a really close game. What about you, Trent? So Vegas has LSU by two here. So oh, Vegas wow. so I, yeah, I'm on the thinks same this thing. is also going to be a good game and, and one for you know LSU. I'm a little surprised considering the way that Ole Miss has played and won this year. Uh, obviously, Baton Rouge is no easy environment, but it's also a day game. It's a 330 game. Um, Brian Kelly, I think, has yet to win a big game this year. Um, and I do not think this is when he starts. So I'm going to I'm gonna go with Ole Miss here. All right. Uh, how about you, Alec? I like Ole Miss as well. I, I think that Jaden Daniels – he, uh, he did well last week against Florida. I was at that game. Um, Florida really wasn't able to bring a lot of pressure. He had plenty of time, and, and um, you know, it seemed like the receivers were wide open. So there wasn't a lot of pressure coming to their offense last week. Um, it's going to be a different story, I think, this week. And I don't know. I mean, we, we saw earlier in the year, I guess, FSU with a, with a tough defense. Um and uh, a couple times throughout the year, obviously, I think they played Alabama or ten, they played Tennessee. And they got smoked. Um, I think Ole Miss has a potent offense similar to that of Tennessee. So I think that Ole Miss should win this game. I'm really surprised. And there must be something I'm missing. If it was a night game, maybe, you know, Death Valley, but it's 330 game. And I understand they're coming off of a win, but um, I like the lane train. You know, I don't think that, that they're going. stopping anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let me give you my one upset pick. Um, really, the only one I see happening this week is uh, I remember we talked earlier in the year about me and Alec talked about the Minnesota Golden Gophers. I know they're having not having the year that I thought they were going to have, but I do believe they're going to beat Penn State on the road. Uh, I'm still very high on this team. Uh, I think that was a pretty bad loss for Penn State last week as far as, you know, mentally. And I think they're just going to try to roll in here and say, oh, it's Minnesota. But uh, Minnesota is a lot more talented on paper than people think. So I'm going to go with the Golden Gophers in this one as my one upset pick of the week. I'm with you. I, I like Minnesota as well. I don't, I don't really like Penn State, man, I'll be honest. All right. And, uh, what I don't like Penn State either. I think my disdain for, at the very least, Manny and Franklin has, has proven, you know, I've, I've shown that. But I don't know. Night game in Penn State. Uh, coming off of a very, very ugly loss. I, I don't like Penn State, and it kind of, and it almost pains me to do it, but I'm going to take Penn State here. All right. Um, b- before we go, is there any other uh, games that catch your eye that you can see potential upsets? I think I went through all of them, right? Um, looking, looking at the spreads right now. EYU plays Liberty. I know Liberty's had a couple teams tough. That's an interesting game. Um, And um, I think that Cincy SMU is another game I'm looking at. Yeah. Baylor, Kansas. Uh, oh, okay. That's interesting. Baylor, oh, Baylor. I don't know. I don't know about I, Kansas, Kansas with the backup. Yeah. I'm not sure. Baylor's seven and a half point favorites, though, at Baylor. Um. I don't. I, I still think Kansas is a pretty good team. Um, 
I'd be interested to see yeah. if they can pull this off. If they, if they beat Baylor at home, I, I think that'll kind of cement them back in their spot in the Big 12. Alec, that's a um, that's a question I got for you, man. Uh, they just lost to West Virginia last week. I believe it was on Thursday night, one of those weird games you had. Yeah, tough, uh, tough game. What's your, what's your take? You were super high on this, on this Baylor team. What do you think has happened? I don't really understand that, you know, and similar to Florida State where a couple of these games, you know, you're a couple of plays away from winning some of these games. Um, I know that, you know, that they didn't show up, um, I don't think, against against Okie State. Um, but they, they had lost a tough one uh, in overtime, you guys remember, at the beginning of the year to BYU. And I, I still think that they're a solid team. I think the Okie State was a better team than them. That's probably why they lost that game. And this is another late game. West Virginia is a rowdy crowd, um, and it's a tough you know, like you said, Thursday night games can get sp- spooky. So uh, I think that they are a solid team. It's just not their year. You know, maybe I was mistaken because I know that, um, you know, that they, they were struggling. Uh, they have been struggling on the defensive side, which is supposed to be Aranda's, you know, bread and butter. So I'm not oh. sure what it is, um, but I, I do think that they're a solid team and, you know, when it comes to bowl season, whoever they end up playing, they'll probably give them a good run. Uh, but I think as far as competing in their conference, the year's probably over for them. Yeah. So uh, here's a, I was also super high on Baylor. I, I, I counted them as a potential CFP team. They, I think they were my four. Um, they lost some key guys, one of them being Jerry Bohannon, who was their starter last year, um, who's now at US, USF, right, Alec? Yeah. Uh, He's a USF, yeah. but you know, he yeah. was a little dual threat. He was kind of the motor of that offense, but they also had Abram Smith. who was a 1600 yard rusher. Tristan Ebner was an 800 yard rusher. Uh, both of those guys are gone. And they also had uh Tyquan Thornton, who was the fastest receiver in college last year. who's now in the NFL. Um, and he was almost had a thousand yards last year. So I think they lost a lot. They lost a lot of key guys offensively. And I think that's a huge reason, a big reason why that you don't see them really putting up points this year. Because you look at their numbers now, it's not even remotely close to what they were doing last year on a, on a per-game basis. So I think losing Bohan and Ebner and Thornton and those guys is a, is a, is a big part of it. Yeah. Um, well said, guys. Before we go, let's quickly talk about uh, – look, we're a little bit past the halfway point now. Uh, we can kind of see the teams that are, are really the real deal and some of them that are, you know, phonies, I guess is the right word. But uh, let's quickly talk about our predictions for who you think is going to get in at the end of the year. We talked about some of the scenarios earlier in the pod. Um, look, one through four is Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan. That's going to drastically change by the end of the year. Um, Alec, I'll start with you first, man. Of all the scenarios in the SEC and now the, uh, the Pac-12 or the Big 12 is um, – you know, getting very interesting. What do you think is going to be your final four and uh, how do you think it's going to shake out? So it's a real shame uh, because right now the top five teams are all SEC and big 10. Yeah. Um, And looks like rightfully so. I mean, um, these are going to be the two super conferences uh, apparently in the future. And um it's a shame that they're just kind of dominating and making everyone else look like fools begging to hopefully get to join one of them one day, you know? Um, I, I think that it's, it's more likely than not that there's 
two SEC teams in the playoff. I think that's a good I'm trying to trying to think of a situation where that wouldn't be the case. And it would have to be some crazy crap losses that uh, either Bama or Georgia sustain that they're not supposed to. Like, let's say Georgia loses to Florida this week and then loses to Tennessee. And then Alabama loses to Ole Miss. You know, maybe it's only Tennessee in there. I don't know. But it's looking like two of them. And then will it be two SEC teams and two Big Ten teams? From an entertainment perspective, as a fan, I you know I would love to see Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia, and Tennessee in the in the playoff. You know, but as far as representation from all conferences go, you know it's a sad day because um, there really is a disparity in talent. Um, but I I think I think I'm gonna be picking Tennessee to beat Georgia later down the road. Um, just because nobody's really stopped this offense. They're looking like LSU's offense a couple of years ago, at Burrow. Um, yeah. And so I think that Tennessee will ultimately end up being the one seed if, if that all plays out. And, and um, you know, if, if they go up against Bama in the SEC championship, I think that Bama will probably win that game. So it's like, it's going to be something real crazy at the end of the year. Um, but uh, either Ohio State or Michigan will be in there. The only way a Big 12 team is in there is if it's TCU because I think they're the only undefeated team left. Let and me ask I don't, you. Think, I don't think there's going to be a Pac-12 team. So I was just about to ask you that. Trent, make the case, man. Make the case for a TCU and potentially uh, uh, UCLA if they went out. You think there's a chance for one of those guys? More likely oh, TCU, I mean, but if, do you think there's UCLA a chance for UCLA? If UCLA and yeah, I mean, if they went out, that's that's the key right there. I mean, you went out. I think right now TCU may have a little bit more of an advantage of winning out. Um, like if UCLA and TCU both went out, I see TCU getting the nod over UCLA because um, I just think they'd be better opponents. Um, but it's certainly possible. Um, I think. Yeah, I, I like TCU. When, you know, if TCU wins out. I think their spot is a lock. I I, I truly think that about TCU. Yeah. But really, the main thing is the SEC right now. I mean, it, it's it can go any which way. It There's can. so many different scenarios. I mean, if Ole Miss pulls out a dub against Alabama, stays undefeated, you know, propels themselves in the top four conversation, then loses a, a battle in the SEC championship to Tennessee or Georgia, I mean, do they make the playoff? I mean, these are all questions that are going to come into play later i mean there's, there's gonna be a, there's going to be a one loss sec team that's gonna have a case to make to make yeah. the playoff i will that, tell that's you this. yeah that's that's right i will tell you this week one and week two is georgia and everybody else now there's i think there's a real chance that georgia doesn't make it uh because I, um, I i personally believe alabama's gonna run the table i really do i think it's, gonna it's i mean look georgia's always gonna have a case if they lose to tennessee because they're gonna i mean because at that point they would have lost to the best team in the country and that which would be their only loss which is which is always a case you can make. Um, the question is, is do you put a one-loss Georgia team to Tennessee in the playoff over an undefeated UCLA team? Here's another question for you: What if what if Bama runs the table? They beat Georgia and, and Alabama lost a really close game to Tennessee and uh, Georgia. Oh well, no, that that. Oh, you're saying if Alabama wins the SEC championship? Yeah. Yeah, they're in 100%. Whoever yeah. wins the SEC championship has a has an automatic. I think it's going to be Tennessee and one SEC team, and I believe it's going to be Clemson and Ohio State to top it off. I think Ole Miss. And I mean, East I don't Florida. see I don't see Clemson losing. 
You know, that it's going to be interesting because, you know, I, I said it a couple weeks ago that the, the rankings are sort of like with Bama and UGA, they're on a week-by-week basis. Yeah, it's sure. kind of whoever plays better that week gets the gets the nod on the rankings. It, it may come down to that when it comes to someone like Clemson, who is likely to win the ACC championship, and TCU, if they win the Big 12, who looks better at that time um, rather than, you know, the normal, you just go with Clemson, winner of the ACC. Uh, because TCU has better wins than Clemson this year. It's just they, and they have looked better or a little more consistent. Um, but obviously Clemson is Clemson, and they would still be undefeated at the time. So there's a lot of questions. There's going to be one or two teams that do not make it that absolutely had a shot and a reason or an argument to be in it. Um, but I think that's that's great. I think I think that's when college football is at its best is when you have yeah. – multiple teams that could have made it, but they did not. I mean, that's, that's, that's the glory. That's the great thing about college football is having many good teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, again, you know, that, that problem will get solved when the CFP is expanded. Sure. Um, and so all these teams, you know, TCU, UCLA, they don't got to worry about making the playoff, like with an expanded playoff they're in. Um, but for now it's going to be basically an SEC scramble. I would expect, I'm going to expect two SEC spots to get filled up unless some blowouts happen. Um, but those last two spots are going to be interesting. Yeah. I like you're more knowledgeable than me and also you as well, Trent, but, um, I don't know if this is possible. So maybe you guys could shine some light on this. Cause I know a lot of fans are thinking the same way as I do. Is it possible? I know that Ohio state and Michigan play at the end of the year. Let's say Ohio state wins that game. Would that mean they would play in the big 10 championship again or no? And then let's say Michigan. Wins no, that they game. come from the, they They're come the same from the division. same division. Oh, that's the right. Yeah. Right. So they wouldn't um, they wouldn't play each other in the Big Ten championship. And, you know, ultimately, I think whoever it's hard for the loser of that game to make it into the um, playoff, I think. The only scenario I can I can think of is how they both get kicked out is if Ohio State beats Michigan, then Ohio State loses in the championship game and Michigan wins in the championship game. They both have one loss. But then is there really a case to put any of them in over? An undefeated. Well, no. If, if Ohio State beats Michigan, Michigan will not play in the Big Ten yeah, championship. Yeah, you're right. Game. Okay, yeah, I'm doing the math. You're so, right. And also, I, it's the last game of the year, so unfortunately for them, like that's they how they go out. Recover. They won't right. be able to recover. Yeah. So really, the winner of that game is guaranteed a spot in. Yeah, pretty much, unless an upset occurs in the Big and Ten they, championship. They, Also have to win out, like if yeah, if they lose, sure, sure. You know, in between now and then, but I mean, I expect Ohio State to win out, and they would secure the third spot. But if, if Michigan wins, if they beat Ohio State, then that's also Michigan's spot to lose. Um, I, I definitely see one of those two teams, unless of course they win and then they lose in the Big Ten championship to a to a you know one of the other Big Ten teams then I would not expect to see any Big Ten team in the playoff. Yeah, I think we covered it all, guys. Uh, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. We're going to be talking about it all throughout the next couple of weeks. For everyone at home, thanks for listening. It's growing and growing, so we really yeah. appreciate the support. They, they talk about the, the the coaching carousel, but you got a CFP carousel going on right yeah, now. Yeah, it's uh, really one of the more interesting times in college football in a while, to be honest with you. I mean, it's really wide open, these four spots. So uh, we'll see what happens. Guys, thanks for coming on. Like always, we'll get back at it next week. And uh, yeah, we'll see you see next week. Out. Yes, sir. All right. Go see you, man. See you. Peace. Go eat.